was little, my father was famous. He was the greatest samurai in the empire. My father would come home to mother, and we were happy. Then, one night, they were supposed to kill my father, but they didn't. They left his samurai life, walked the road of vengeance. That's the first tool you use. Now take your seat, boy. Starting right now, I'm gonna teach you how to read. A Chameleon by Anton Chekhov. The police superintendent, Ouchmilov, is walking across the market square, wearing a new overcoat and carrying a parcel under his arm. A red-haired policeman strides after him with a sieve full of confiscated gooseberries in his hand. There's silence all around. Not a soul in the square. The open doors of the shops and taverns look out upon God's worlds discontentedly, like hungry mouths. There's not even a beggar near them. So you bite, you damn brute. Ouchmilov here suddenly. Lads, don't let him go. Biting is prohibited nowadays. Hold him, hold him. There's a sound of a dog yelping, and Ouchmilov looks in the direction of the sound and sees a dog hopping on three legs and looking about her running out of Puchnyet's timber yard. A man in a starched cotton shirt, with his waistcoat unbuttoned, is chasing her. He runs after her, and throwing his body forward, falls down and seizes the dog by her hind legs. Once more, there's a yelping and a shout of, Don't let go! Sleepy countenances are protruded from the shops, and soon, a crowd, which seems to have sprung out of the earth, is gathered round the timber yard. Ouchmilov makes half a turn to the left and strides toward the crowd. He sees the aforementioned man in the unbuttoned waistcoat standing close by the gate of the timber yard, holding his right hand in the air and displaying a bleeding finger to the crowd. On his half-drunken face there is a plainly written, I'll pay you out, you rogue. And indeed the very finger has the look of a flag of victory. In this man, Alchmalov recognized Yukin, the goldsmith, the culprit who has caused the sensation, a white borzé puppy with a sharp muzzle and a yellow patch on her back is sitting on the ground with her forepaws outstretched in the middle of the crowd, trembling all over. There's an expression of misery and terror in her tearful eyes. What is all this? Ochmalov requires, pushing his way through the crowd. What are you here for? Why are you waving your fingers? Who is shouting? I was walking along here not interfering with anyone, Your Honor, Hukin begins, coughing into his fist. I was talking about firewood with Mitri Mitchkits when this low brute for no rhyme or reason bite my finger. You must excuse me. I am a working man. Mine is fine work. I must have damages, or I shan't be able to use this finger for a week. It's not even the law, Your Honor. The one should put up with it from a beast. If everyone is going to be bitten, life will not be worth leaving. Very good, said Ouchmilov sternly, coughing and raising his eyebrows. Very good. Whose dog is it? I won't let this pass. I'll teach them to let their dogs run all over the place. It is time these gentry were looked after, if they won't obey the regulations. When he's fined, the blackguard, I'll teach him what it means to keep dogs and such stray cattle. I'll give him a lesson. Gildren, cries the superintendent, addressing the policeman. 
Find out whose dog this is and drop a report. And the dog must be strangled without delay. It's sure to be mad. Whose dog is it, I ask? I fancy it's General Siglos, said someone in the crowd. General Siglos, hmm? Help me with my coat, Yildrin. It's frightfully hot. It must be a sign of rain. There's one thing I can't make out. How it came to bite you. Achmelov turns to Hyrkin. Surely it couldn't reach your finger. It is a little dog, and you are a hulking fellow. You must have scratched your finger with a nail, and then the idea struck you to get damages for it. We all know. Your sword. I know you devils. He put a cigarette in her face, Your Honor, for a joke, and she had the sense to snap at him. He's a nonsensical fellow, Your Honor. That is a lie, Squintai. You didn't see, so I tell lies. Your Honor is a wise gentleman, and will see who's telling lies, and who is telling the truth as in God's sights. And if I am lying, the court decides. It is written in law. We are all equal nowadays. My own brother is in the gendarmes. Let me tell you, no arguing. That is not the general's dog, said the policeman with profound conviction. The general hasn't got one like this. His are mostly setters. Do you know that for a fact? Yes, Your Honor. I know too. The general has valuable dogs, thoroughbreds, and this goodness knows what. No coat, no shape, a low creature. And to keep a dog like that, where is the sense of it? If a dog like that were to turn up in Petersburg or Moscow, do you know what would happen? They would not worry about the law. They would strangle it in a twinkling. You've been injured, Kirkin, and we can't let the matter drop. We must give them a lesson. It is high time. Yet, maybe it is the generals, said the policeman, thinking out loud. It's not written on its face. I saw one like it the other day in his yard. It is the generals, that's certain, said a voice in the crowd. Hmm. Help me with my coat, Yeldrin, my lad. The wind's getting up. I'm cold. You take it to the generals, and I'll inquire there. Say I found it and sent it, and tell them not to let it out in the streets. It may be a valuable dog, and if every swine goes sticking a cigar in its mouth, it will soon be ruined. A dog is a delicate animal. And you, put your hand down, you blockhead. It's no use your displaying your fool of a finger. It's your own fault. Here comes the general's cook. Ask him. Hi, Prior. Come here, my dear man. Look at this dog. Is it one of yours? What an idea. We have never heard one like that. There's no need to waste time talking about it. Since he says it's a stray dog, a stray dog it is. It must be destroyed. That's all about it. It is not our dog. Prohor goes on. It belongs to the general's brother, who arrived the other day. Our master does not care for hounds, but his honor is fond of them. You don't say this is the excellent brothers here, Vladimir Ivanovich. Well, I never. And I didn't know? Has he come to visit? Yes. Well, I, well, I never. He couldn't stay away from his brother. And there I didn't know. So this is his honor's dog? Delighted to hear. Take it, it's not a bad pup. A lovely creature. Snapped at this fellow's finger. Ha <laughs> ha! A nice little puppy. Pior calls the dog and walks away from the timber yard with her. The crowd laughs at Hyorkin. I'll make you smart yet. 
Ochmilov threatens him, and wrapping himself in his great coat, goes on his way across the square. And that was a chameleon by Anton Chekhov. That was uh, it was good, man. It was good stuff. Uh, it's supposed to be sort of like a, a jab, sort of at the at the uh, a hierarchy structure of Russian society back in the day. You know, maybe even now too. But I like it. It was good stuff, man. Uh, you know, I can't go wrong with some Russian short stories, guys. If you guys enjoyed this show, make sure that you check out the rest of our great shows available at the Binge on This Channel. Available at the Binge on This Channel website. That's bingeonthischannel.com. And anywhere you guys stream podcasts. And if you like this show, you can check out the rest of our wonderful shows. Happy News with Perry Kurtz, This, That, and the Other. Both versions of Rule 420s. And so much more. And of course, this episode is brought to you by Cambiance. That's C-A-N-B-I-A-N-C-E on Instagram. That's Cambiance. High quality, lab tested CBD ships nationwide, guys. Use code BINGE10, that's B-I-N-G-E-10, at checkout. You guys get 10% off. And as always, we live by the blade, but we die by the book.